This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode number 204 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the beautiful wood grainy Buckatorium. Mm hmm. And wonderful Sherrard, Illinois zip code. Looks like a Pinterest project in this unit. It, it does. does. <laughs> Pallet boards everywhere. Yeah, it's, uh, someone wasn't the lead designer on here, but it's uh, rustic. I am. Uh, I am Steve. If you didn't know that, Kurt's in the house. It's also, my house. Eric's here. I'm just looking at you guys, and you guys are saying it. You guys know what to do. You guys know the drill. This is the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast, the realest bow hunting podcast ever to be recorded in Sherrard, Illinois. Just want to throw that out there. Yep, that's uh, ever in Sherrard, that is. a fact. Dude, 204 episodes, we just keep chugging along. I didn't think we'd make it this far, but... I didn't you know. either, it's fun. Uh, we, we might as well go ahead and kind of make one thing clear. Eric is back on third shift from this podcast on. Uh, He's a little sad. Yep. So He's a sad daddy. And he'll have to cut out early on this episode. It's the working man, keeping it alive. Thanks, yep. Eric. Ain't no problem. So oh. Eric will be here hit and miss on the upcoming episodes let me try and make it to as many as possible but i'll probably have to dip out a little early well hey you know we'll just have to record earlier or on saturday mornings 
Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's right. Moving right along. This podcast couldn't be possible without our fine, fine partners. Mm -hmm. um, hey, by the way, if you get annoyed with our sponsor segment, there's that little forward 15-second button you see there. <laughs> you can hit that until yeah. we get to our content. But if, uh, yeah, I never knew you could do that. If right? you have a problem with us saying sponsors on our podcast, this is how we afford to do this on a regular and be able to fit it into our everyday lives um, besides our working-class jobs there's an issue with this or our veteran shout outs one thing you can do is go right along and fuck yourself so uh that being said <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by hha sports a very proud veteran they support our veterans i have an hha hoodie on it's comfy as hell single pin nation those hoodies are the best hoodies dude. the Virtus 22 rest is awesome check out hha um scent crusher in the house as always elite archery the new elite ritual is amazing check that baby mm. out um you know, you know them all. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Mana Cooler's new to the biz. Rattler Grips, <laughs> a new one also. And Ethics Archery is a new partner for 2018 as well. So super thankful for them. Hit that vet shout-out, Steve. Yeah, that vet shout-out. Oh, now i got to pull it up, man. Oops. Yeah, we got a vet shout-out from our wonderful friend. Uh, Kevin Dye sent this in. His uh, The vet we're going to shout-out this week is uh, Bill... Vanal Steen, Valenstein. I'm, I am terrible with names, guys. Uh, I, I will add if you send a vet shout out and send a how to pronounce this if you would for me. But uh, Bill Vanalstein, I think he's a Army Ranger. The guy's an electrician. Uh, he works with uh, with Kevin. The guy loves to bow hunt and fish. He helped him sight in last year, and he can't wait to shoot some 3Ds with him this year. So. Uh, Bill, thank you for your service to this country, and uh, you know, thank you for being a good friend to our good buddy Kevin up yeah. there in the uh, awesome. eastern quadrant of the uh, no, northeastern quadrant of the United States. Thank cool. you for your service. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Appreciate you, and thanks, Kevin, for sending that in. Yeah. So, if you do want to send in a vet shout out, uh, workingclassbowhunter.com. Uh, we have a tab where you can. It's under the contact uh, tab now. Yep, under contact tab, go in there, veteran shout out. You can fill out as little as you want. The more information, the better. How to um, pronounce the names would be awesome. And then again, awesome. if you have a veteran, a problem with that veteran shout out um, on our podcast, yeah, go back to North Korea. Is what we got to say. Go eat a Tide Pod. It's fine. <laughs> go eat a Tide Pod. Dude. I would, you know, I'm I'm super sad that the Tide Pod challenge isn't bigger than it is because, dude, just think when you're driving to work in the morning, the more people that eat Tide Pods, the less traffic you deal with. That and the less people that can fight gun control. Yeah, and the <laughs> less people that uh, that are going to have a chance of inheriting in mommy and daddy's farm. So uh, you know, you get to. Uh, Get first dibs on that lease, so that's right. I support the Tide Pod Challenge. I am Steve with the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. <laughs> Allegedly, we don't actually support the Tide Pod Challenge. A uh, little harsh intro. This podcast is <laughs> with the boys from Tag and Brag. We met these guys at ATA. Um, our good buddy Chip City made the introduction um, after ATA at some after party festivities um, there at the old where was it the hotel bar. Is that what I, I don't, don't remember I, where we were. I was at. about to say I don't remember that, but okay. So we we met up with these guys. We were going to record at ATA. Couldn't make it happen with our schedules. So here we are. So I don't really. I'm not going to say anything else. We'll cut right into the show, and we hope you guys enjoy. See you later. All right. So on the phone with us, we only have a uh, David uh, Ghirardelli chocolate from Tag and Brag. Did I say your <laughs> name right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've heard a lot of pronunciations, but that is not one of them. Well, hey, there you go. Gerizzo. What was that? Garibelli chocolate? No, Ghirardelli chocolate. I was trying to think oh, of Ghirardelli. what. Ghirardelli. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
But uh, welcome. We uh, we finally got uh, got you on, and unfortunately, we couldn't get your uh, partner on just with uh, uh, you know how technical difficulties go. <laughs> yeah, life that's happens. What it is, man. Life happened exactly. We we're connecting them on the phone, and uh, the feds must have been trying to tap into our call or something, and it just wasn't working out. So yeah, we we had to drop it. 2018, you can talk to people on the moon, but you can't make a phone call across the country. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't connect two people via phone on the podcast. Come on. Yeah, yeah. how rural are you guys? Uh, before we get uh, too far into it, we'll find out who you exactly are. <laughs> you guys must be on the sticks. So. Tell us, uh, if, if nobody knows who Tag and Bragg is, they obviously don't have social media, or I don't know what else to tell you, but uh, break it down who you are and what uh, Tag and Bragg is. Yeah, so we are Tag and Bragg, tagandbragg.tv. Um, we have a, a web show that we do that we kind of turn more into a vlog style, more of like daily style videos and stuff. Super active on social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all the all the good works that that's going on these days. Um, and yeah, we just, I mean, we really were kind of dedicated to just documenting our lives basically. And, um, so we show the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between as a hunter. And I think that's really where we've related with people a lot, because if you're coming or if you want to see a big buck killed, we always joke around. We're like, don't come here because we have like <laughs> we had like 150 episodes last year, and two bucks were shot out of all those. So, um, I mean, we do we practice management, and you know, our goals are to go out there and, and harvest a mature deer, just like you know the next guy. But um, you know, more of the beauty of what we do is really documenting instead of creating, and we document as much as we can of our lives, and and we're not afraid to show everybody. That is very cool. I like that documenting is uh, how you say that is cool because what I was going to ask you is what makes Tag and Brag different from most people's shows you know, that you would watch on national television or on YouTube or wherever. And the way you just said that kind of answered that. So that was kind of yeah. refreshing to hear that because mo- most people don't lay it out in that type of format, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's fair to say. No, absolutely. I mean, it's so – I don't know. We, we've tossed it back and forth and – and Dean and I have always been like, you know, we're not going to shoot as many big bucks as Lee and Tiffany. Um, we're not going to have the production value or quality of like Heartland Bowhunter. So really, what's going to set us apart? And it's and feel like it's more of our personalities and just kind of how we go about things, how we attack each day, and how we've attacked this project that's now our career and, and tag and brag. And um, it, and so that's the way we've always looked at it and the way we can display our personalities is just by putting out more and more content um so we figured you know just show everybody everything and then everything's out in the air and open and it is what it is at that point and so yeah i mean that's really where we separate ourselves is i mean if we film it you know if we're bringing the cameras out whatever we're doing on a daily basis like you guys are going to see it it's going to be an edited version of that but you're going to see what we do and, and how we do it on a daily basis. Has it been that way since the very beginning? Like how long have you guys been doing it? And have you always had that, that mindset for it? No, it, I mean, I think the, our mindset has always been there, but when we started, it was, we started as a YouTube channel, probably this is our sixth season we call it, but really the, our second full season of doing it under like a daily vlog style format. So to answer your question, in the beginning, it was nowhere near this. It was the same format as trying to do it just like the TV shows do. So 
right. really trying to get like 13 episodes or whatever. We had like four to six the first couple of years, um, you know, because we were only focused on the kill. And I don't know, we grew up the way that we grew up, like the kill, I, like we were obviously seeking the kill, mm-hmm. but we we grew up around a huge family of hunters. So the more of what we enjoyed was even, you know, the things that went along with the hunt and the kill, but that happened where, you know, nobody saw or nobody was taking pictures of, you know, and, and so we wanted to show that essentially. And we, mm-hmm. and, and this is the format that we came up with and, and how we're doing it. So, and it's honestly, it's, it's crazy because we've grown more over the past year and a half than we did the four and a half prior, like times 10. And I really just think because on social media, like people will forget about you in a day, you know, people will forget about if you're not there, if you're not in, you know, in the game, they'll forget about you. And so it's really just kind of created a snowball of views and exposure that has been pretty cool. And, and like for, for so many people to like comment in and, um, you know, message us and stuff like that on like detailed stuff that they're seeing, that they're seeing in our vlogs. It, I don't know. It gives you kind of that warm and fuzzy feeling a little bit that you're actually doing something of value. Right. Well, and it, it, gives, it gives you motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. And I, I think that's an important thing too, is I tell a lot of people with podcasts is our biggest thing is consistency. Like you always get one a week. So we're always at the top of that subscription feed on iTunes or in their face on Facebook, which that's how way you just described it. You're always at the top of the news feed in their face. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can do is have, I mean, more more content's not always better because it can be shit content. But so let's say you have a podcast and you have 20 episodes and all of it sucks and you only do one every three weeks, it's going to be hard for people to follow you. You know what I mean? Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well and- and- uh, you know, I was just going to say, there is one thing missing from your guys' social media. There's not a lot of chicks holding fish in bikinis. Uh, I, thought, uh, <laughs> I think that That's that hilarious. could uh, work. No, I, I, do, I do really enjoy, uh, you know, because obviously what we do, um, you know, social media is a real good reach for us to, to reach out and bring people into what we're doing. You know, as far as like, you know, we're not just trying to get our social media over you know, we want to get that social media to bring interest to the podcast. I, and I kind of see that with you guys. Um, obviously, your social media isn't the, the main source because you've got that, that web show. But it, you guys do a good job of trying to bring uh, bring people into what your main project is. So I, I think that's super cool. I mean, I, you know, the way that the hunting industry goes, people are only using their Instagram or social media. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and yeah, and we have all these tools out there and it's all free. Like it's at our disposal. Why are we not using it? And mm-hmm. like we're, you know, we're attracting and you guys are attracting, I, I say the younger generation, but like, and it's not like teenagers, but it's, I don't know, it's 35 and younger, whatever. The the, the people who have like grown up essentially with, you know, social media at their disposal or at least, you know, in their adult life. So it's like, I don't know. It's and the people that are there, the younger generation, I feel like is such an interactive crowd because whatever they're sitting in class or they're at work and eating Tide Pods on their phone and they're you know going through (laughs) stuff and it it is what it is. But right, um, I don't know. It's in my opinion the social side of things, the social media being free and at our disposal, like it's a necessity at this point for. 
for a business to be successful. And it can be such a great tool to expose yourself. Um, I think case in point with both of us. Right, right. Well, hey, one thing I want to ask, um, and this is something I feel like we need to ask more people with uh, hunting video production because there's so many. I mean, would you agree that it's a pretty flooded market? Oh, my gosh. It's same thing with hunting podcasts now. You know, the last six months, there's a thousand hunting podcasts. Um, it's just the way things are. And I don't know, maybe we can break down why we think that is. But if someone has never heard of you before and you kind of went over, um, explained what you are already and you had to describe what you do and just a couple sentences, what would you tell them? Basically, we, we are hunters at heart that have learned to film and we use that skill to document our lives. And I mean, that's, I don't know. That's like the bread and butter of it, I guess. Like we don't right. want to be like, we don't want to be like an, an, a normal TV show. I, I say normal, but we don't want to be like all the other outdoor TV shows, even with our partnerships and stuff like that, that we've been forming over the last couple of years. And especially this year, we're not using like, you know, you get a banner ad and you get 12 posts and you get, we're not using that format. Like we're trying to get more creative. One of the things we did this year was, we uh, got to co-brand a broadhead with Dirt Nap Gear. Seen um, that. So just like little things like that that are, I don't know, that are different. We're we're in this for the long term. You know, we, we want to, I don't know, we want to be a part of this industry. We feel like we can add value to it. And we knew that we were not going to add value trying to do the same thing as every other TV show in a different way. Because, you know, you, you see that like a new TV show pops up and everybody's like, well, well, we're different. Well, how you shoot friggin' deer, you know, like, what, like <laughs> how are you different? I mean, really like, oh, well, we're going to bring a kid out or we're going to bring a veteran out. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm all for both of those things, but it's not different anymore. Like it's not different. Like you, you can't use that to sell yourself in my right. opinion. And, Jeez, and, you know what I mean? Bitter much? <laughs> no, no, and no. so no, I'm just this is sorry, this is my passion kind of bleeding out into it. So, no, you're uh, no man, we we preach that all the time. You know, that's even with hunting podcasts, it's all the same type of that's you know, we've talked about doing this podcast for a little while now and I don't know how many times I say I don't want this to be the Hey David, welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome <laughs> yeah. along. I'm going to ask a question. You're going to give me an answer. I'm not going to listen to your answer, and I'm just going to ask my next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had Kurt had to bring a fat, annoying guy in to bring up wrestling, pro wrestling, <laughs> every episode. <laughs> Dude, I, I, you know, I do want to say that you guys have done a really good job of uh, branding yourselves. I mean, you guys got it's very noticeable what you do. I mean, your your colors, your red, you know, orange, and black. I'm assuming you guys are Cincinnati Bengals fans, and I approve of that. <laughs> but we're actually, unfortunately, just to interrupt you right there, we're Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, we don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, go back to the dog pound. I'll tell you how a win feels. Not many, but I'll tell you how <laughs> yeah, one feels. Yeah. But uh, dude, you know, because when I saw that uh, broadhead, I actually saw it at uh, ATA. I looked over at it, and we passed. We passed by um, there, and I, I, I saw someone had it, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But it, and, you know, it's orange and black, and that's your guys' colors. And you know you can your your logo is now very distinguishable. I mean, it was on like an infant's onesie, um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, you guys You're actually are, right. <laughs> hey, hold on, and and leggings, great marketing, by the way, boys. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. great marketing. 
Uh, in my opinion, not enough girls are wearing those. That's my little plug for the night. Steve will wear them if you send us a pair. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well. He won't take them off for two weeks either. <laughs> All right, send us a size. We'll... we'll we will request pictures of that, though, if you do. Put I don't know if you them. make a. They make yoga pants in that size. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know, dude. I've got a. I've got an oddly shaped body. I'm kind of shaped like a, uh, like a USA Championship female softball player. <laughs> so figure out what that size is. Like, oh you know, yeah, I'm apple shaped. Steve shaped like an onion. Yeah. No, I'm kind of shaped like uh like uh what was that kid named from Rocket Power? The short one, not Squid. What was the fat kid? I have no idea. I don't know, man. Built for uh, built for uh, power, not speed. So yeah, we'll figure out what size that is. Yeah, well, I actually have a funny story about that. A guy ordered a pair of leggings for his wife, uh-huh. and like he ordered a small. And like when I say these things are small, like they are tiny. Like I don't understand the smalls. I don't understand how any grown person fits in them. Anyway, he gets these things, and we get a Snapchat the one day, and he's in them. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, are you <laughs> and he's like, he's got his like ass pointed towards the camera and he's pulling arrows out of a target in his backyard. Oh um, my God. That is I'm great. Like, you have got to be shitting me. And so we like, we messaged back and forth after that. He's like, dude, he's like, these things are actually pretty comfortable. He's like, I don't know how I got into them. I don't know how I'm going to get out of them, but. Like I need, I think I need to order a medium. I'm like, dude, a medium. You need like an XL at least. You're a big grown ass man. Like you need more than that. I, I, I have no idea how he fit into these. Pants, hey, that's I a, swear. he's. Yeah, that's the first time a confident man, uh, a, a big man, has been confident enough to get into a woman's uh, small pants. So, <laughs> and we got an ugly face and a fat belly. Uh, your uh, your old lady's gonna look just like you. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> that is hilarious. A little strange, but awfully funny. Yep. That's great. You got to send us those pictures. I want to see them. I'll have to. Th- I'll have to dig through the archives and see if I can find them. That is gold. Oh, he's got to pass through all the other chicks that send him pictures <laughs> with them on. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we're getting onto a question, and and I don't remember what it was, but I feel like we'll just cut into this because you mentioned your own signature broadhead. Yeah, how's that work? Like, how, uh, tell tell us about that. I don't understand. Less excited to talk about this than the dude in yoga pants. He's like, yeah, so back to the guy in yoga <laughs> yeah, pants. Yeah, so back to it. But, dude, uh, you should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we um, – Tom Edelman of Dirt, owns Dirt Nap Gear, and uh, they have they have a couple different style broadheads out. And we've been talking to him, actually, for the past couple of years now. Never really formulated a, a partnership because, honestly, like three years ago when we started shooting them – we didn't really like how they were shooting to our field tip or n- I guess not true to our field tips, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yep. Fast forward to, to whatever last year at around this time, he sent us a couple more packs, said we made a couple improvements. I want you guys to shoot them again. So we started shooting them and man, I'm not like that good of a shot, but I was shooting out the 60 yards and I was shooting consistent with my field tips. I'm like, damn, this is, you know, this is pretty cool. I'm a, huge believer in fixed blade over mechanical that's i know that's a massive debate but yeah to my in my opinion it's pure physics as we, we just gloss at- over it no <laughs> <laughs> we debate it yep huge debate moving on <laughs> well i mean they're more reliable you know what you're gonna get exactly yeah right and i like i like shooting a little bit of a heavier you know a thinner spine heavier arrow and i just like i like the penetration i mean what can i say hey uh, Let's not get weird um, about it. Hey, now. <laughs> well, that is up for debate, too. 
So, um, so yeah, we started working with them a little bit and, you know, we were kind of trying to formulate a, a partnership going, once again, kind of going back and forth from like the standard, you know, TV partnerships and stuff like that. And Tom is, is, I don't know if you guys know him or not at all, but he's, I don't know. He's, he's just a, he's a good dude. He's a cool guy really like super outgoing, super like sarcastic and funny kind of has our same personalities in a sense. Right. Oh um, yeah. The description on the website was hilarious. When I, I read it a couple years ago, I was like, dude, this dude is nuts. Putting this on his hol- website. <laughs> yeah, he is hilarious. Like literally does nothing by the book in a sense. And that's like, that is it's refreshing. 100% our style. So we just personalities mess right off the bat. And, um, we're trying to figure out like, you know, how to mesh this partnership and how it's going to work. And like, it just didn't have a good feel for both of us, you know? And so we just, we just started throwing ideas out at each other and this, and that's kind of how the, this like signature series broadhead was born essentially, because, you know, he was willing, he liked our style and like had enough confidence in us um, and how we were growing and stuff to like take one of his products and modify it a little bit with our colors and everything and slap a logo on like the insert card and give us a write up. And I, like, it's, I still kind of pinch myself cause I never thought that this type of shit would be happening, you know? Right. And, and I don't know. It's, and so, yeah, that's, that's a, dude, that's, um, you could almost say you've made it when you got a product that's like your brand that comes out. You know what I mean? Like that's a big, big deal. It's probably gonna be a super you know, like, humbling experience, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And it, it is, we, we, you know, we try and like stay humble about it, but like for us, like that's, yeah, it was, this was one of our first really big, you know, wake up moments. And And I think it, yeah, exactly. Wake up moments. And it's, it's, it's really propelled some of our other partners to start kind of thinking outside the box with us. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always been the ones that like, we don't, we want to bend the rules a little bit. We don't want to necessarily like break them, but like we don't need to do everything so cookie cutter, you know, right. we can figure this out another way. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I, we're really excited about the opportunity. Honestly, I mean, I go back to say, you know, I can't thank Tom enough for just giving us this chance, like trusting us enough to say, Oh, we're going to sell more broadheads because your logos on it. Like that's a head scratcher for me. Still. I still don't like, you know, yeah. process it fully. Um, and so it's hard to put yeah, yourself just, in that mindset, which is the the reason that you still find it hard to process shows that you're humble because you don't have, you're not going with the attitude. This is from an outside perspective. Obviously you're not going, well, people of course are going to buy it because our shit's on it. Like right. the fact that you're like, I don't know why I didn't want to buy it, but that's cool. Apparently somebody will. Cause he went in to market it that way. Dude, you should have right. that though. If you're going to have like your name on it, you should be like, yeah, people should buy this. Like the you know other, what I mean, if you did like, it'd be like a Chris <laughs> Brackett style of thinking like, yeah, people are going to buy it. Cause it's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And, and, and yeah, I mean, and the crazy part is since ATA, since we launched it, like people have, I'm like, holy shit. Like it's not even season anymore. <laughs> Why are people buying broadheads? That, <laughs> see, that makes it sense. even better. That is cool. <laughs> Has anyone asked you to like autograph them? Um, not the broadheads yet, but a, a hilarious story I can share with you oh, guys. Oh, is, here we go. So last week we did a giveaway on Facebook Live, and we did it for uh, like Wicked Tree Glacier Coolers and Tecamani, all under the same kind of umbrella, and like this giveaway blew up like right off the bat you know so you started seeing 
people coming on to your, you know, live thing, whatever. And the number of the eyeballs starts going up, you know, mm-hmm. and it gets to like 50 and it kind of steadies out. And, but at this point there's like a hundred something comments and just people are flying in, like asking questions and shit like that, sharing it. And so we're, you know, Dean and I were having a ball with it. Well, we gave something away and I was like, guys, everybody see that little eyeball thing in the corner? Like that thing hits a hundred and I'm taking one of these mounts off the wall and we're giving it away. Oh shit. And we, Damn. And we have like, and we have like price. I'm, t- I'm trying to think there's like six or seven mounts over our computers and in, in our little basement office that we have. Mm-hmm. And they're all like the ones, like my first buck. It's like a, 12 inch little six point yeah the ones with all the sentimental value (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like half of his hide is falling off because he went through four years of ohio state with me and like all sorts of shit so like there's the mounts down there aren't like the the real real pretty ones but they're still they're all sentimental yeah there's like a first uh a first self film a first film that dean and i ever had um you know stuff like that so anyway all of a sudden the number of eyeballs just starts jumping up and it gets to like 85 <laughs> and Dean and I are looking at each other like, holy shit, this is about to work. This is crazy. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, like I got sidetracked. We were giving away something else and like comments start flying in hundred, a hundred, a hundred, 101, 100, like freaking out. Well, by the time I looked back, it was at like 98 and I was like, okay, well, you sorry. Know, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I was, I started messing with everyone. I'm like, I didn't see it yet. I didn't see it yet. Well, all of a sudden it goes up to like 120, and I'm like, holy shit. Damn it. <laughs> so, I like start looking at the wall and I'm like, oh, like I'm a man of my word. We got to take this shit down. Like we got to figure out what mount we're going to give away. So I took one down that was, uh, I think it was my first, the bu- first buck that I self filmed. And I mean, <laughs> I shot him like in the backyard. I mean, I was in a tree stand, but like whatever. I was <laughs> my dad's house. Hey, it's like, Ohio. Hey, it's so, yeah, it, yeah, it's Ohio. So, so I take him off the wall, and I'm like, ah, I guess like if I'm gonna part ways with any of them, like this is probably the one. <laughs> so we friggin' we we just said, you know, start sharing this video, and we're gonna give away this damn buck. And so you're we did. crazy, and, dude. And so. Thank God. I don't know how this happened, but thank God this kid, that the guy that won it, lives like 30 minutes from here. <laughs> you know, oh, I say, it. how much is the shipping yeah. on that? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And that's what all the people are saying. They're like, how much is the shipping going to be on this? And I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Like, <laughs> and so Dean was like, maybe this will be pickup only. So we go through and we wrap up or we like give it away, whatever, and this kid lives like 30 minutes from us. I'm like, holy shit. So he yesterday he came and picked it up. And we had him down in the office and stuff. We were BSing him and his brother and his girlfriend. The three of them came and picked it up. And um, so it was cool, actually. We were telling hunting stories and stuff for like an hour. Uh, And so I take it off the wall and I'm like, dude, this is yours. He's like, you don't have, you know, you don't have to give it to me. Like, I I can just, like, I'll just take a shirt. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm a man of my word. I'm like, and, and this, and honestly, to me at this point, this, story is badass so i was gonna hope he was gonna say i don't want it like just yeah. i just wanted to meet you guys <laughs> yeah he was he was kind of like so i i was like dude i'm a man of my word like if you want it like at this point we had bonded for a, a, an hour or so now i'm like you got it like it's yours he's like well i don't want it unless you sign it and i'm like dude what 
<laughs> Are you shitting me? So I'm like, where am I going to sign this thing? He's got like a pencil thin rack. You know, I'm like, where am I going to sign this damn thing? He's like, just sign it on the one, you know, his one main beam or whatever. So I signed it and he took it home. He took a tag and brag decal. I gave him a tag and brag decal too. It wasn't, it, I, when I say he probably lives a half hour away, I'm telling you, at like the 35 minute mark from him leaving the house, I got a picture of this thing on his wall in his living room next to his other box, and the tag and brag sticker was on the wall too, right under. Oh, it. dude, that is the like, shit. I'm like, that is awesome. I'll, I'll, Kurt, I'll have to send it to you. You'll <laughs> laugh your ass off. I was crying, laughing so hard. I was showed Dean. He was cracking up. Oh my gosh, it's it's. So I'm like, you know what? That was all. That was all well worth it. Well, that too, <laughs> and like everyone that walks in his house, it's going to be like. What's all? What's this all about? And he'll have that like. Yeah, story. that's a great that's, story. That's exactly what Dean said. He's like, dude, everyone who walks in that house now is going to get a story of that buck and what, where it came from and all this stuff. I'm that like, is hey, a badass story. Hey, that's, that's that's the reach. I'll tell you that's what. That's a great story. Here's here's what I took away, and I, I I thought I misheard you, but you said you took a mount like the first buck you shot uh, through college with you when you went to the Ohio State University. Is that did I hear that correct? Yes, yes, that was that was correct, dude. Tell me that mount and like the, I, I, I'm reaching here, all right? I'm, I'm I'm reaching down deep, but I hope that mount at least rode in uh, Terrell Pryor's girlfriend's uh, SUV that uh, he got. <laughs> <laughs> Said, uh, I'll I'll tell you one thing. It yeah. it took a couple runs down High Street. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Columbus. But my buddy is my best friend. Basically, runs a barber shop on High Street. So, really? Yeah, my but my best friend lives in Columbus, so I'm very familiar uh, with High Street. That's insane. Yeah, like we've, I mean, we had a couple parties at the house where that thing was like getting caressed and all sorts caressed. of <laughs> things by like pretty good looking women. And then a couple of my buddies, I mean, yeah, that, once it, after like 2 a.m., you know, the rules kind of just go away and like that thing would come off the wall and oh, I mean, man. he would be getting thrown across the room. He would be like like held like a football and literally like sprinted across the street into like the neighbor's house and messed with them with it. It was just I'm surprised. Yeah, he got it back. I, like it never like me. I am too. <laughs> Meanwhile, my first bucks here to the left in the studio, just, just as clean as can be. Like I baby all my mounts and they've moved from house to apartment to house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, when we move them, my buddies let me pick them up. I'm like, nobody touches the fucking mounts. I take them <laughs> off, and they all go in my truck. I got pillows in my truck and on their noses and ears and stuff, so nothing breaks. And I'm like, don't touch them. I take them off the wall. That way, if somebody drops one on the way out, it's my fault. Yeah, exactly. But what? What? I, I, I mean, we're the same. We're the same way with all the. I mean, all of them really. But like, you were in college, ones, especially in the last yeah, the last couple of years, like. The first, my first buck only came to college with me because it was already like a rustic mount ish. Like the the taxidermist it was a bad taxidermist. <laughs> I re- I remember I remember my dad being all pissed off when we got this thing back because like right by like where his brisket is, like there's literally no fur. Like you can see the molding of the friggin' <laughs> of the mount. Oh and man! He, my dad's like. Like where's his where's his fur? And the guy's like, he's like, this is the cape you gave me. My dad's like, 
you we literally dropped this deer in his tracks and oh. then picked him up and put him on a four wheeler. Like there's no He's like, it's the drag marks. It's the drag marks. Damn. Like, the taxidermist let the hair slip. Yeah, dude. Yep. Hey, tax- yeah. dude, scab taxidermy, man. If you go to a taxidermist, <laughs> make sure it's union taxidermy. You don't want any of that hack shit. <laughs> no, we can't be having any of that hack shit. Dude, that is... Only if that mount could tell some stories and talk. Oh, yeah. I literally just wrote college parties and taxidermy in my notes. Yeah, what um, what I did take away from that is that you said that Ohio State, the rules were broken. Hashtag C. Terrell Pryor. Is that a sore subject for you, Ohio? the Ohio State alums? By the way, me and Eric have no idea what the hell you're talking about. No idea. There's a funny thing. Wait, is is Terrell Pryor, you mean? Is that? Yeah, you remember that whole deal where they got kicked out of the playoffs for like four years? Yeah, I mean, it was, it definitely – because I was at Ohio State when all that happened. Oh, no Terrell shit. Pryor is a dick, by the way. Eric, is he really? Eric's got to peace out for third shift work. Eric. Yep. Later, Eric. Good talking to you, man. Have fun. Yeah, Eric. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a dick, dude. He we, we saw him at the bar a couple times, and he just – I mean, and he – like, I mean, he could be when he was there for sure because he was the shit at that point, you know? Like – that he was like LeBron James on Ohio State's campus. That's just what he was. Uh, yeah. Anytime anyone gets their initials tattooed on their arms, they're a yeah. they're a fuck. I just gotta say it, <laughs> dude. I, I mean, you, you know, know <sighs> you know what? I think what people were most pissed off about is that whole thing got um, um, Trestle fired. Yeah, it did. You know? So that was that was the biggest like stink about it all because when everybody knew Pryor was an asshole they were like well screw him whatever but then it it ended up that yeah he got like I mean Urban Meyer is not a bad replacement we had to wait <laughs> a few years for him for sure so it all ended up working out in the long run but that's what everybody was pissed off about most I think right uh now you know when you go to like when we think big universities you know we think uh dudes who will grow up to drive Priuses uh, but did you ever meet a <laughs> did you ever meet a whole lot of deer hunters when you were in school? My freshman year, I did in the dorms, but I think it was because everyone was kind of like you know just scattered around and from everywhere. And so you know, once we developed, once I developed kind of my little friend group or whatever, like not not as much as you'd think. I actually. I went to Mercyhurst College, which is an eerie PA, because I was going to try and play baseball my freshman year, and it, that didn't end up working out. But um, up there, there was a ton of them. But, like, at Ohio State, big school, like, it wasn't as much as you think. No, no, Nobody, like, serious. Yeah, like, you weren't finding big, bu- consistent big butt killers at a university. Maybe you can find no. them consistent big butts. <laughs> well, well, that was very, very present. Well, if you ever, <laughs> if you ever back in that area on High Street, check out Turner's Barber Shop. Um, I think it would be, if my directions are correct, it'd be the start of High Street. I don't know if that's on the south end. It's like right in there on on your right hand side. Okay, okay. It's, you go in there and you see a dude with his whole head tattooed and he's got tattoos on his face. That's that's my best friend. Oh, is he still that's working on boy. that rat tail? <laughs> No, oh, he's a uh, gold tooth in the front <laughs> tattoos on his, his. I mean, this dude's covered in tattoos. He's tattoos right by the window. So for all the listeners, if you're in Columbus area, Dakota Cosmaker at Turner's Barbershop, High Street, Columbus, Ohio. Boom. Hell yeah. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then also High Street Tattoo. I've been tattooed up there, too. Next, uh, next time I'm down there, I might just have to go in and get a fresh cut just to say I did it. Tell well, him working class bow hunter sent you. He'll probably hook you up. 
Hell yeah. What, what, so where, where are you at now? Where are you looking at now? Where are you living? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. We're probably, Ugh, I don't the know. The land. 20 miles east of Cleveland or so. Yeah, baby. The Cavs are back. They're, they're back, baby. Yeah, okay, back. yeah. J.R. Smith's laying all that pipe. <laughs> That's another funny Ohio reference. That Ohio people, I, I know the uh, the Miller boys are gonna love that, dude. This all this sports stuff is so over my head. I'm over here like, dude. I just I bohan. That's all I do, dude. You know, Ohio is a is a cool state. And I love know, Ohio. Man. I, I've never been to Ohio, but White I'm Whitetail Experience. Shout out them guys too. They're uh, in Columbus. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of guys. Uh, Joel uh, Gatrell, uh, the Buckeye Bone guys. Uh, Ohio is kind of a happening place. I've not been there yet, but Clint I want to go. Clint Casper, I want to go because I'm a big Cincinnati Bengals fan, but it seems like the sports history that's there, um, whether good or bad, like really bad, like the Browns, but like yeah, super bad. There's <laughs> great, yeah. There's great sports history. Uh, really seems like really good deer hunting. I remember for a while I was seeing sort nothing but state. monsters getting shot at Ohio. So what is going on with Ohio? Like Indiana and Ohio are trying to take Illinois and Iowa's place, and they seem to be doing a damn good job of it. I would agree with that. Honestly, I think part of the part of that is a big reason is one buck. Both states are one buck. You know, <laughs> that yeah. is a big, big reason. Yeah, yep. it's huge. It's huge. I mean, think about that. Like, it number one, it makes you more selective, especially if you're gonna if you're hunting all year long. You know, you're not gonna just go out there and smoke the first six banger that walks by you <laughs> right you right know? you got to think about well, it before you just jump in and like right. illinois it's like well that's a good 130 i could hold out now for a 160 well you just shot your shot your future 160 right exactly so i think that has you know a, a major thing to do with it um i mean I, honestly they've it seems like the deer numbers have gone down at least where we're at i would um, agree it seems that way in illinois over that over the last couple of years, uh-huh. so I know like from the big picture, it seems like Ohio's like blowing up. But around where we hunt, I mean, we like this past year we got smoked with HD EHD, like horrible. Yeah, that's like that's horrible. Bad. I I mean, like to the point where like last year and the years prior, um, you know, we have one spot in particular behind my my grandpa's got like fifteen acres behind his house that butts up to like. Uh, little nature preserve land mm-hmm. that you can't you can't hunt it but i mean he's got enough land behind his house that it's more or less hunting deer that are living in there you know right what I mean? yeah yeah the perfect little and, piece if you're gonna buy 15 acres yeah it's perfect and and i mean we've had a lot of success and seen a lot of big bucks over the past 10 years over there and normally we got a bachelor group or two of you know three to six shooters or what we would call shooters that are hanging out throughout the summertime and you know that we have a chance at at least in the early season we didn't hang a stand up this year there because we i mean putting up trail cameras and stuff like that it just it wasn't worth it Mm -hmm. It, i mean not not even like being a big buck hunter there was literally not a buck over until probably the end of november you know which is nuts i don't have a whole lot of experience i'm gonna knock on the studio table here I don't have a whole lot, and it's made of wood, by the way. Um, I don't have a whole lot of experience around EHD. I had one experience. I hunted Fulton County, Illinois, and our farm there got hit pretty hard with it for a year. And it seemed that it only took out mature does. We found very few mature bucks dead, um, but it seems like it, it really hammered the does. And I don't know if there was just 
more older does and they just d- couldn't handle it as much couldn't or what? It, yeah. But we saw so many first year deer and fawns by themselves. And That's I, weird. It, w- the reason why I feel confident in saying this is because a guy that we hunted with actually had a helicopter and he would fly in. And when that happened, he would do like a lap around the property to see what he could see dead. And uh, it just, it just seemed like mature does is what it always killed. And I don't, I don't know if that's just because we weren't finding the bucks. I don't know what it is, but that's our observation of it. And it's it's weird because here in Ohio, it seemed like all mature bucks. Like they found, so we live like right, I mean, very close to the Chagrin River, within a mile of the Chagrin River, and it's a big river valley that stretches a long way. A lot of the deer that we see like at my house and at even at my grandpa's house where we hunt, who's only down the valley a little bit. Um, a lot of what we see is coming out of the vet, you know, is coming out of that river bottom is coming out of the valley Yeah, from in some way, shape or form. And they found like 17 or 18 oh. in a couple miles stretch. Like <laughs> That'll make one thir- 130 plus in velvet and like right at the end of the summer. I mean, and you know what sucks about that, man? You know, it seems like, Oh, initially, and don't get me wrong, we did find a couple big, big bucks dead, but it just seemed like the majority was big does. Right. That's probably because there's more big does than there is big mature bucks. Um, right. Or our do, our doe to buck ratio could have been way skewed um, in the wrong direction. Uh, but what sucks is like, yeah, you, if you just look at the surface of it on paper, like, oh, man, no big bucks to hunt this year. You know, technically, no big bucks to shoot for three right. to five years. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we were – I mean, that's exactly how we were looking at it. And, you know, so – it was almost like it wasn't almost like it was like that we we didn't even want to shoot a doe because we're like we need to preserve something around here i mean it literally I'm, when i tell you it wiped these deer out it's crazy Man, how that's much sad. It literally wiped these deer out to the point where yeah i mean we have like now behind my grandpa's house we're getting pictures of like three probably two and a half year olds and then there's probably three other ones that are just yearling bucks that are with them I guess you just take that as kind of like this is where I let that herd reheal itself, let the scab heal it, and, right. and go to go hunt that elk over the county you've been dreaming out. Throw all your effort there for the <laughs> yeah, season, exactly. or like exactly go west to the Dakotas, go to South Dakota, you know, Nebraska, do some muley. Like you, I guess that's where you just invest all your time at that point. I don't really know what else, what other advice yeah, to give no, for that. I- no, I mean, you have to. I mean, it, yeah, like the minerals and stuff that we put out, the grow the bone, you know, that, that like we're still putting all that out because it's going to help this, ge- like these couple generations of deer. But other than that, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a couple years before we, sucks, before the hunting is like back, you know, and, and, and the crazy part is, is we're thinking, you know, somewhat rationally about that, but there's other hunters around here that are they don't they don't give a shit like they're just gonna go out and shoot something again you know right I mean? yeah so that sucks dude that's what's hard too it's like you know if, if everyone was just like all right for a year like around here at least we're just gonna you know cut our losses and just let them be it so, would obviously grow a lot quicker but you know they, i mean yeah you knows? gotta do what you gotta i mean do. was was that the place in the area the uh what would you call it? the the shit-eating grin river is that what that place is called 
There was yeah. a, what the hell was it called again? The, the chagrin. Chagrin. Okay. Shit eating grin. Shit eating grin river. Dude, was that the God? People in Ohio hate me right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do, man. Sorry, Buckeye Bone addicts. Uh, Ohio's we, one of a pretty good download state dude, for I, us. I think too. it's probably one of our better ones. It's like top three, but uh, top five for sure. Uh, is that like the the spot to go to? Because you know, I'm always. And you know we we don't ever want to knock people for going out and and shooting what makes them happy, but right. uh, you know at the same time, I mean, if that was really good deer hunting, and you know, and all of a sudden, uh, EHD hit. Well, it's I, our it's everyone's responsibility in a situation in a situation like that to make the observation like we need to take it easy on these mm-hmm. animals. If it might not need it, if you looked at it from like a biologist standpoint, like oh the deer herd's still way up, we can see it down lower, you know, whatever. But if you want a good huntable quality of white-tailed deer i think personally i'm not a biologist i would say channel your efforts elsewhere for no i completely agree for a while what do you do if you were leasing land in there say you're dropping four or five grand for you know maybe a hundred acres or something i I don't know what prices are going for out there but damn what do you do i mean do you tell the landowner like hey uh piss off for a year you know, because you don't want to lose that spot, but you also don't want to keep paying for something that's not going to produce. I say it's your responsibility right. if you want to hunt them to put the effort in to grow that herd back. Yeah. You no, know. I com- I completely agree. I mean, it you gotta you gotta be willing to still plant the food plots and stuff. You gotta be willing to put the trail cameras out and still monitor it so you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. tough. It's is that a tax write off? Well, you're not just paying to you're not just paying <laughs> yeah. to, to well, you're not just paying to kill deer, you're paying to grow deer. Uh, it, yeah, grow I guess deer, if you look yeah. at that. That's what the accountant's yeah. going to say. It's like, "No, you can't just take this loss and write it off this taxes because there's no deer there." <laughs> I paid for I paid my hard-earned that's, money. I didn't see shit. That's why you start a company like Working Class <laughs> Bowhunter or Tag and Brag and then you write it off because the company pays for it. Uh-oh, the inside knowledge coming out. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you do um it. <laughs> One thing I want to switch to is we've met you guys. Uh, I said this in our intro a little bit. Chip, actually, Chip City introduced us to you guys at yeah. ATA this year, which is really cool. Um, I was not there for that introduction. I don't where think. were you for that? You were probably somewhere talking about wrestling. but I we, probably was. We got to chit-chat for a little bit. Don't remember all of it. but um, oh, We saw you guys at the I show. Either. I could have sworn, Steve, you were there. I could have sworn you were there. You were there for was sure. It, wait, was it in the uh, with the Marriott? Uh, no, not the Marriott. The uh, Was it the Hyatt? The Hyatt. Because it was that, like, yeah, you're in this hotel, and it's, like, seven buildings that just have one roof. You know what I mean? I know. I know. It's not. <laughs> okay. All right, I, well, that's where we met. And what's funny is I, I – I, I, You know what? I remember it now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Thank, Sorry. I, I'm I trying remember to, it I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so we got to, to BS for a little bit there, just which was cool. That's the best way to meet people almost sometimes is just yeah. be able to, like, hey, man, drink a couple beers and, and talk. And we were trying to line something up at ATA, and our schedules are just crazy the last day. And uh, I actually saw one of the first videos I watched of your guys' was at the Badlands Film Festival this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Me and Eric got to watch it, and I thought it was really cool. It, how did that all go about getting into the Badlands Film Festival? Like, what did that take? How did you get there? Because I was wondering that out as I was watching it. Yeah, you know what? It's That's kind of a crazy story, too. Cause th- so this year was the fifth year of the Badlands Film Festival, and we've had, technically we've had a uh, video, a film in the Film Fest every year. Um, The first year we did this, you guys remember What Does the Fox Say? Have you ever seen our What Does the Uh, Fox Say video? 
Uh, yeah, that's ringing a bell because I remember when that yeah. was out. Yeah. So we did this stupid freaking parody of what does the fox say, but we made up lyrics and called it what does the buck say, and we were rec- we went to like a studio, we recorded this shit, like we we did it officially, but. We then we filmed a little music video for it, and with the lyrics and stuff like that, and we were all singing. It's you got to check it out. It's it's entertaining because okay. we look back and I'm like, oh my god, that is so bad. Oh, you that should hear so our bad. rut song that we did. Nope, don't talk about <laughs> it. I, I, I think I remember that, that one. Too. <laughs> but so that so when they were doing the Badlands Film Festival, um, I like. Do you guys know Tom Petrie from uh, Become One now? But he was with Campbell Cameras for a while. I know the name, but I don't know him personally. Okay, so he was working for Campbell Cameras at the time, who was helping like get into the film fest, like helping sponsor the film festival. And he's like, "Yo, we get you know, we need a, another video or two, whatever." And I'm like, "Tom, like we can't pull this together, but we have this." You know, you can just play it at the beginning or at the end, and people may laugh. Or they may think we're friggin' idiots. I don't know, but here. <laughs> and so they played it at the end, and people went nuts. Like, the whole bar was just freaking out. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then nobody knew who did it. You know, nobody knew who who did, like, who produced the video. And we were sitting all the way in the back of this bar, like, all the way in the back. But it just so happened that it was right by the door to walk out. Uh-huh. So they ended this video, they gave a couple things away, and then they um, and then they started letting all these people out. Or we're kind of like sitting there at the bar. My uncle was there. Uh, Brian, I think, one of our buddies from The Girl of the Bone was there also. We were just kind of bullshitting. And the one, this one lady comes walking by, and she's like, hey, are you those guys in that video? Like, did you, did you, was that you guys? And Brian, <laughs> our buddy from Grow the Bone, just wrote it. He's like, yeah, that's them. They're right here, They're right here, and then, so like people are walking out, like high fiving us. That was hilarious. So that kind of, I think that kind of got us in for like the second year of the film festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so ever since then, um, you know, we've we've been able to have a film in it. And honestly, this year I think we just kind of got lucky because we had nothing. Like we didn't have shit to put in there. Dean and I were scratching our head because it's, I don't know. You guys were there this year. I don't know how many years that you've gone to it. But that was our cool first event. year. That was our first year. Yeah, and it was huge this year. It was nuts. There was so many people. Like, it's – last year was in the same venue, but it was not – it was probably, a, you know, caught a third of the people out. I mean, the, the seats were filled and stuff. There was a few people standing in the back. But this year, like, there, there was barely – there was not a lot of standing room once you walked in there. No, um, there, it was a packed house. It was uh, – a me and Eric were there. Steve wasn't. We actually – we were at the outdoor group party. Me and Eric had to leave and go to the Badlands to deliver one of the giveaways. Um, uh, long, long story there. We've told it on the show in the past. But <laughs> we were sitting in the VIP section, and I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, man, this is cool. Like, I've never yeah. been to something like that. And like, when a shot went off or someone got emotional, it was all legit films. Like, badass films were on yeah, there. It was, and people it was would cool. cheer. And, like, it, it, it'd make the hair stand up on the back of your neck, man. It was cool. It really, it, yeah. They've, they've grown it over the past five years. And, uh. I mean, I was talking to Blake from Badlands about about that after. I'm like, dude, how crazy is it? Like, we were, I think, I'm pretty sure the first one was Indian, or no, the first one was in Nashville five years ago. The last time ATA was in Nashville. Yeah, I was there. I wasn't was, at that Badlands, but I was in Nashville. I didn't even know about it until, like, two years ago. Yeah, and, and, and so, yeah, it's just been kind of getting the word out. But, like, literally, we're in... 
we were in like the upper portion of the Hard Rock Cafe, if I remember right, in Nashville the first year. And there was probably like a hundred, maybe a hundred, maybe 150 people there. And, but it, you know, the bar was so small up there that it packed the bar and you, you could barely kind of see the TVs in the front. And so what they've grown it into in five years is nuts. Cause I mean, I don't know that it's one of my favorite nights at ATA. Um, you know, just going there and, and seeing all the films and stuff like that. Like you said, the crowd gets into it. You know, they start cheering and stuff when you shoot something or miss or whatever the case is. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. When I was yeah. there, I had a feeling of like when I looked around and everyone would get would feel the same emotion. You feel this is going to sound super corny, but everyone's got to kind of hear me out here. You feel <laughs> like you're really a part of something or a part of a family because you're feeling something, you're thinking in your head, and then when something happens in it and you feel a certain way and everyone like everyone's emotion shows like when a shot happens or someone's you can tell in the video like uh, this girl shot a billy goat uh, for example and when she shot it she was so jacked and it got so emotional and people were cheering and stuff and it like it just gave you chills you're like man i'm with my family it was like a, a, it's hard to explain that sounds and you don't really like corny. sports i don't no i don't like sports i don't get <laughs> I, I don't get cheering for a team that someone you can't relate to. i can't relate to that yeah but this type of deep emotional mm-hmm. connection with hard work and success and everyone there got it how because hunting success doesn't come around that often no so it's easy to get emotional for because you put i mean the success part it's five percent of what we do maybe even less if that, yeah. maybe less Shit. yeah i was gonna say less i would two percent that's probably more accurate you, you think you'd agree on that? Two per, I'd say 2% of what we do is success. I would say skim milk percent is what I yeah. would go with. So it was cool, man. It was a cool experience. So it was neat to just be in there. Anyway, I don't know where you I was know, going. Well, I just felt at home at there. Well, when you when you were talking about the, uh, you know, you guys were in that first year in that small venue, and then as people were walking out, they congratulated you. I do stand-up comedy, shameless plug. Um, he sucks. When uh, oh, I murdered. Him. I'm the best that I'm the best there is. I'm the Bret he actually Hart. is really good. I'm the, I'm the Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Mark that down for <laughs> wrestling reference, okay. dude. Um, you know, but that's how you always knew you did. You had a good set. Uh, you know, all the comedians. Uh, I guess we always think we're cool. We sit in the back. You know, let everybody else up front. It's yeah. always weird because when you're on stage, you know, you can kind of hear some laughs and you get down like, man, that set sucked. And all the comedians are hanging out in the back, mostly because it's last call and you're trying to get as many drinks in it as you can before <laughs> you go to the next bar. But usually back there, and you always knew you had a good set if uh, random people walked up to you and said, yeah, you were funny. If you thought you killed it and nobody came up and said shit to you, to me, I was like, yeah, that set bombed. But I've had sets where I'm like, nah, I guess I felt okay about it. And then I have random people come up that your set was hilarious. And then when they start bringing up jokes about it, that's how you know you killed. So, like, I... I can probably feel what you guys are feeling when someone walked up to you and was like, hey, man, that was awesome. And you're like, that stupid shit that we just did, you thought that was awesome? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> we've, we've got more. We've got more. <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could have done better, just ask. But, yeah, no. It, I got so, a whole hard drive full of that shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so when you, uh, when you explained that to me about how you guys just kind of threw that out there, I mean, there's, again, I've had times where I've just been like, uh, I forgot I'm doing stand up tonight. Throw together a set, go up and do it, and have people come up to you like, "Really, you enjoyed that?" I thought about that when I woke up. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> it's a weird, it's weird what what people enjoy. 
And you can work so hard on something and people are like, eh, it is what it is. And then you think of something and you put an idea out and everyone's like, oh, this is the shit. Like, why do you think this is the shit? You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, and honestly, did I make any that, sense? No, that makes complete. Okay. To me, it makes complete sense because that goes right back into what Dean and I are doing with tag and brag and being more or shifting to a vlog style format where it's just consistent content, you know, documenting more than creating because like to me i'd rather have like 100 at bats like if i gotta do like two perfect ones or 13 perfect ones i get in my own head and i you know <laughs> i just i i, I, I my, my creativity sucks and if it's just free and it's just you know go do it, it like you said some of the dumbest vlogs that we have put together <laughs> have gotten way more views than some of the ones that we have killed in right and it's just like that man. says a lot about who you guys are and like what you're doing is like people aren't going to buy into something if they don't feel it's a genuine thing so that says a lot about what you guys are doing no yeah and it's it's cool and it's just yeah i mean you you just you don't know you don't know so let them decide you know let the people decide what and, and <laughs> let them talk and let them figure out what they like and don't like and Okay, speak, speaking of this, you know, what people like, they don't like, what you, and there's so, it's a crowded market, whether you're in, we didn't like you because you were a redhead. I'm kidding. I date one. <laughs> Steve dates a redhead. He has a free pass to say shit like that. Um, <laughs> don't worry, my friend's a redhead. I could say it. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I can't. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I was too, but I just, it's probably the same thing. We'll leave it at this. Oh, you're in Columbus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ohio. No, I know where you're going with that. Um, <laughs> But like the the hunting podcast game is it wasn't a year and a half ago, but it now is a crowded market, just like the hunting film industry is. Um, have you ever had someone try and copy what you guys are doing? Like it was it was obvious that they were copying. Like you maybe knew this person, and then they're trying to do something you're doing, and you're like, "Yeah, what the hell?" Even though that is super flattering, um, right? Or or someone that really tried to hate on a project that you were doing, and like in any way. And then how did you kind of handle that situation? It's like the Canyon to Diamond Dallas Page. What's up, Scott Gardner? Ohio guy. <laughs> I don't get that That's one That's another either. wrestling reference. Breeze over it and continue with that. <laughs> no, we. I mean, yeah, we, we've had plenty of people, like, hate on what we're doing. Um, not, like, not agree with it. Just, like, I mean, just the other day I read a, I read a comment on one of the groups that we're in that we post our vlogs to, and the dude was like, Kind of sounds a little insecure and nar narcissistic. Nar narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's a tough to one. To me, like, it sounds like it's all me, 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 me. And I was like, I sat back and I'm like, all right, initially it obviously pissed me off. I'm like, if, you know, but you don't want to just lash out at the dude. So I'm like, let me just, like, think about, you know, an answer here. <laughs> and and so I just, and may, or maybe not. Normally I don't even respond to people that, like, comment negative shit because i'm just like i don't have time for you, you what know? they like, want right that's all they just want a little jab back um and so i just i kind of thought about it for a while i'm like hey i'm like i think his name was richard which fuck whatever. you richard yeah fuck you what richard. a dick <laughs> what a dick <laughs> and i just i was just like you know what richard like this is what we do we document our lives like it's it shows the blood, sweat, and tears that go into hunting. It shows, like, the honesty that goes into hunting. We're not out there just to kill shit. And I'm like, it's, you know, this, we do it all. It's all do-it-yourself. It's, we don't, like, go on, like, paid hunts just to kill something for that 
experience. We're trying to kill something, but we like that's not all it's about. And mm-hmm. whatever. He wrote back to me and he was like, Well, uh I've been on plenty of hunting trips all around the world and hearing this and that and kind of stroke like whatever. He's pumping himself up and all this stuff and I'm just like, you know what, Richard? The this is the problem. This honestly is the problem with part of the hunting world is there's people like yourself that just like to hate on other people. I'm like me That's right. personally, like the, however you want to hunt, however you want to go about it, go do it. If it's legal, go do it yep. and, and, and preach it. Like, that's what we need. Yeah. We can't, you know, we can't grow this. We can't, can't be fight each other people. We can't be a strong family. Like, I mean, like uh, Kurt was saying, you don't get those feelings with people that are, you know, hating on you. So like, I was just like, you know, dude, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry that this video gave you that opinion, but right. this is who, this is who we are. We're not going to change for Richard. And <laughs> if you don't like it, then don't, don't, don't watch somewhere it somewhere else. But like, yep. if you're going to just shit on somebody, then go shit somewhere else. Cause like we already <laughs> have enough of that going on with, People trying to take away these gun laws and, or gun rights and stuff like that. Like we don't yep. need any more from inside. We get enough of it from the outside. That's very true, man. That that really it's it's sad to see, but I think it's worth talking about. You know, that's kind of part of the reason why I brought it up. You know, the copy thing is what are the, what's the uh, I always forget the quote. Yeah, I was just gonna say it. Uh, Imitation's the greatest form of flattery, or something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. That yeah. might be way wrong, but I feel that's what it is. Um, but you know, that's cool. It, it's your response to that is good. We have uh, some haters. Um, not, we don't have some haters. We get people to say negative things. And I guess anytime you're doing something cool or something bigger than what somebody else is uh, doing, they're always going to kind of hate on you in a way or another. Um, go, sure. Going on to that, and maybe this is what we just talked about is the answer to this next question. What's a trend in the hunting industry right now that you'd like to see disappear? Um, <laughs> honestly... Let it rip. Like I, there's a lot of girls that hunt and they're good and they, and they're freaking whatever. But like the ones that aren't and that get, and that kind of take away from, I feel like people like myself and people like you guys that are doing it for the right reasons that can really educate people on like products and how to use them and have experience with using them. Just don't take too much time plugging products is what we've learned. That shit needs to change. Yeah, and the, yeah, the <laughs> plugging of the products, that's the other one. But, it, but I feel I'll, like it's kind of – they're they they're both kind of the same thing essentially. But, I mean, obviously, like, guys do the plugging of the products thing too, which I think is so overdone. Well, what um, you were going at was, like, the, the women thing, and that's one thing that we've been wanting to do is we're getting shows lined up with <laughs> Kurt some – says we want to do women. Okay, well, all right. I'm just, I'm just trying to that. Let me get, let me get a word out here. I want to hear. Um, We're trying to interview legit women bow hunters that people may not know about, and and I, we found a couple that we're getting lines. uh, We're in the works of getting a show set up, but I don't. There's a lot of legit famous female bow hunters already. I want to find the hidden gems of the girls that are just badasses, you know? Yeah. And um, so if anyone's listening and can point one our direction, we have I have a couple lined up already. We're going to get some done, but I want to do more of those type of interviews because those are the ones that really need the attention, and I feel like their voice For needs sure. to be out there. Not the girl that killed one buck and then caught a fish and then 
she posts the same pictures over and then just, you know, yeah, poses and, with and, some and, tag and brag yoga pants. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> I mean, we, we do want to see them. Yeah, we want to <laughs> see them. We don't want to. Yeah. I mean, no, we, we I, love I you, agree. but it, like the the females who who want to get into it for the right reasons need that. Like they need that. They need to know what equipment they should use, or they need they need the experience of somebody who's done it before. Because yeah. I mean, the boat like. You know, they're shooting a lighter poundage more than likely. They're shooting a shorter um, draw length more than likely when it comes to, like, archery equipment. So that all is relevant and, neat, like, needs to be out there in order to help grow this thing. It just mm-hmm. – it the yeah, the, when it gets to, like, okay, we know you're trying to take a picture with that thing and your ass kind of, like – don't get me wrong. Like, I love looking at pretty – women like i'm all good with that but there's, <laughs> there's a time there's like there's a there's a time and a place and i feel like when it comes down to hunting yeah it's called all nothing. the time <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i hear what you're saying it doesn't need to be you know one occasional is good save it save it for the summer you know during hunting season i want to see hunting shit hunting shit you yeah. know yeah i'm always yeah. rutting but i'm not always rut i'm trying to think about killing deer in the rut you know what i mean right rut. which it just need to be it just needs to be channeled differently um I, yeah i know, think well, the, the overall message is just kind of skewed a little bit and it, yeah it needs to be honed in a little bit more my you know? prediction on it is we did like a pre-ata prediction on like this whole industry thing and i said three years and i think it'll level back out like you know what i mean it's just a trend and it'll all kind of like get back into just the diehards the guys that have always done it the guys and gals that have always done it and well i might be wrong but maybe not but honestly you don't like you can't fault all like the girls doing it too because like they're getting you know one of them gets attention and then it's like oh i want to do you know i want to do that too some of it's the companies that are get like are allowing it you know what i mean like it really is you know, do you want, is this how you want your product represented? Do they add value to the point where they're showing something, uh, you know, knowledgeable? Like, do I know how to use it if they're using it, you know what I mean? Or wearing it or whatever. Right. Now, yeah, speaking of uh, uh, women and products, I do want to uh, put the pressure on. I'm sure you'll agree with this. Our uh, One of our friends, uh, Allison, uh, she'll re- her last name will rename, uh, remain anonymous she's at the point where she is thinking she's either going to get a matthews or an elite and uh it might determine whether she's on this podcast or not which no <laughs> she goes with so uh but uh what uh what would you suggest she gets there dave it well, we're not that, that close that I, of friends <laughs> being that i uh my 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 favorite girlfriend is my elite synergy it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough not to go with the elite there See, Allison, you, you're hearing it here. Um, although, you know, <clears throat> we talk, we talk a lot of trash. I mean, we work with elite. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, <laughs> dude, I, I, you know, we always we want to help everybody shoot the bow because we shoot elite, and you do too because we love how they feel. That doesn't mean that you're gonna love how it feels, right? So, you know, shoot whatever whatever you like. I mean, it's it's always fun to tease. I mean, dude, it's Ford and Chevy, but. You know, if you're if you're gonna get into a point where it's like uh, I cannot afford a Chevy, but like a Ford will get you to work, then drive to work. 
Right. But you know, well, for and, but I mean, for for Allison out there, she needs to make the right choice of shooting elite. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, but yeah. don't rip on. Obviously, her. obviously, Allen, Allen, or Allison needs to make you know needs to make the right decision. But like, what, like you said, the technology is there. You know, the technology is there in all the bows. Oh, it, or, for sure, it mo- really is. Most sure. bows, like you can kill animals with the bows that they're putting out there these days. I stepped up and for stepped out for about 10 seconds. So whatever C- Steve and David said about you, Allison, um, I didn't have a part to defend you there. So I just want to apologize for that. That is what it is. He, <laughs> we, we learned that David shoots a synergy, which uh, you're probably going to be shooting. Uh, have you shot the tempo yet? Cause Kurt loves his tempo, tempo or the ritual, man. Awesome. Or the ritual, dude, the ritual is great. Yeah. I shot, I shot the ritual. Um, I like that a lot. I like that a lot actually. Um, but yeah, I need to, I need an upgrade. It's, it's been like three years, and I just the damn synergies just like one of the best bows I've ever made, man. Yeah, just like bread and butter. It's so hard to get away from it when it just works so good for you. You know, <laughs> it's just, it is. But it's dude, that bow is what made me fall in love with Elite, and it's the bow that it's the bow that just sticks in my head. It's one of those classics. Like in twenty years, I'm gonna go, yeah. man. Remember when the Elite Synergy came out? Like it'll be that'll be the bow. For sure, I completely agree. It's like I the uh, dude. It's like the uh, eighty nine Camaro. I rock Z. Jeez, <laughs> just happened to be the year that I was born. But <laughs> uh, hey, let's move over to some uh, some social media stuff. Um, we have a few questions on here. Uh, oh boy! Uh, first one, we'll hit TJ Unger's question. Speaking of elite, oh, TJ Unger. TJ. Do you know TJ? Yeah, he's a, he's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> no, handsome, no, I, handsome though. He's handsome as all hell, but oh. the guy, he never smiles. He's always pissed off. Just, yeah. It's tough, tough to be around him, really. Yeah, yeah I'd be it, I'd be tough. all upset if I was married to Liz, too. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> opposite <laughs> day. Psych. Opposite day. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the perfect couple, I feel oh, like. Oh, they are. Like when, I, when I get married, that's who I aspire to be, Liz and TJ Unger, for sure. You just you feel good when you're with them. Like they just It's so weird. They that's bring out like time. a positive sunshine energy feeling, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, it's so it's so crazy. So, do you know the McDaniel's too? Uh, I no, not as not as close with the McDaniel's. No. So, if you're ever like, they're not as cheery, and, but they're cool. Too. No, they're they're fun. They, they, that was like probably my favorite couple. No, sorry, TJ and Liz, but uh, the McDaniel's getting able to being able to hang out with them. Dude, you hang around that crew for a while. Yeah, you're kind of thinking it's like oh, Ohio, nah, Indiana's the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, TJ asked question one, what is your favorite thing about our lifestyle as hunters slash sportsmen? Wow. That's a good question. That is a good good question. Um, might I add something? I feel like we kind of already covered this when we're talking about like, you know, the feeling when you're with everyone that's part of your lifestyle, you feel at home. That, that'd be my answer for that. But yeah, I, I think like just the the values that I've gotten since I was young and growing up and knowing like when I was like six, seven, eight years old, like feeling like I was a part of something bigger, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so, and now for me being able to like spread that or at least feel like I'm spreading that with our vlogs and stuff, that's, that's like the all on be all, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's it for me. Right. Okay. And then he's got a part two. Do you guys Got do your own <laughs> choreography for Big Buck Dance <laughs> and other 
What is, I'm trying Tag to and brag moves? Yeah, there it is. Or is that outsourced? <laughs> so he's asking, do you have uh, little Indian kids uh, do your dance moves for you? <laughs> he just wants he just wants credit for some of our dance moves, I think. He wants us to say that, no, TJ helps us with all of our dance moves. <laughs> That's what he wants us to say. I no, you. we... It's off the cuff. Everything's off the cuff with us. So you can't can... dance with a pimp cane. Tell them that, <laughs> <laughs> or a pimp cup. You got to put, put that shit down. The, the pimp chalice. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up the Facebook stuff. Oh, here we go. There's a few in there. We kind of thought of this last minute. We could have been posting this a week ago. Yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah. we just were not prepared. <laughs> this... It, I feel like it turned out all right, though. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It, what did it, one what, of those, it might be one of like Steve's acts where he like he throws it together in the morning and and he walks out of there and everybody's high five. Murders <laughs> it, dude. We're just that confident. That's right. Um, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan Smith. What the hell is he got? What to are say? some tips to help Steve kill a deer? <laughs> be out in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> My number one tip is go hunting, Steve. <laughs> Hunt more, yeah. Hunt more. Okay. Um, it, I also need some tips on how to not be so picky when it comes to shooting bucks. What's your guys' rule of thumb on shooting mature deer? Any certain age you guys target? 20 yeah, yards, I mean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, honestly, on, on like the properties that we manage, um, like our land up in New York is a big one. We we try and like four and a half years or older. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in age over beauty so like if it's an old deer it could be a old spike you know if i think he's like eight i'm gonna wax him right see ya get him out of the gene pool you know yeah not every old deer gets to be 180 inches exactly exactly and the old ones are the one are the hardest ones to fool because mm-hmm. they didn't get old for being stupid so yeah i mean i'm we usually go four and a half i mean three and a half four and a half like i don't know it's for me if I'm in the moment and I'm feel and like I get that like heart pounding feeling where I'm in kills mode I I kill him. All right, hey, you know, t- that's the best answer in my opinion, man. I, I'm with you on that 100. percent Well, I, I want to see what you're really thinking. All right, uh, six and a half year old buck that you know a six and a half year old comes out, or yeah. nine and a half year old doe comes out and they're in the same field. Which one are you shooting? <laughs> The box for sure. <laughs> really? That's an yeah, easy I'd one, be, dude. Come on now, dude. Because you, shoot, I'd shoot the buck for sure. Because you too. shot it. You shot an old doe this year. I know. I can't wait to get her age. I'm guessing her to be eight. <laughs> really? <laughs> Man, it was just the weirdest thing. I I shot her. I knew she was a big doe. And I walked up on her and I actually checked her head. I'm like, I did not shoot a shed buck on accident. Like I know better. And I no actually had to check her thing. head. And then I loaded her up by myself. Can't believe I did it. And Steve came over to check it out, and he's like, I can't believe how big this thing is. Well, when you send a deer's teeth in to have them aged like, to a lab, you can guess, but it's hard to tell after five and a half because of the wear all sort of just gets right. lost. So what you do is you send in the front bottom teeth, the very, very front, not the molars. I've heard that before. We've done it. We did it a couple of years ago on our bucks. We all talked about it on an episode. Eric shot a seven-and-a-half-year-old. Wow. Was it seven-and-a-half? I thought it was eight-and-a-half. Um, seven-and-a-half or eight-and-a-half. Just a big old stud, like... We a deer stunk. Yeah, just ruddy, broken legs. <laughs> same night, we, dude, we recorded that the rut song the same night Eric shot that buck. We did. That was bad. Um, so <laughs> we, we it sent up. it in, and I sent my buck. I shot a hundred and fifty inch eight pointer then, and four and a half. I got it back, just like we guessed. It's fun to guess and then actually get the scientific. Yeah, age. I agree. I agree. So what I did was, I'm like, man, this deer was old, and I was trying to get. I waited too long to check her, the wear on her teeth, and I couldn't get her jaw open. So I'm like, well, let's just look at her front teeth to see if they're worn. And they were worn, like, flat. 
And really? I've never seen front teeth on a deer worn like this, so I actually saved the skull. I think I'm going to Euro or just for conversation. Just for conversation? That's awesome. And uh, I can't wait to send it in. Um, I'm I'm guessing eight and a half. Watch, she'll be like two and a half. Just had just had a rough laugh. <laughs> she yeah. got punched in the she got punched in the front of the mouth. Something, something. But she, she just chewed on files for some reason. But yeah. she was 182 pounds, I think, 183 pounds, something like that. Dressed? No, live weight, but still. I mean, but still, that's she's what 125, 130 dressed. Um, I weighed her dress, but I can't remember. She was in the 130s dress. I just can't remember Damn. the exact number. I was so like, it was a big doe, man. The biggest body yeah, doe that I thought. I thought she was actually going to be heavier, to be honest. But well, because uh, my girlfriend, who's a redhead, she came over and she was like, she got sick while I was gutting it. Remember that? Yeah, dude, that was it. That was some serious. Like I almost, it, See, it, I'm fine. It's not the deer. I'm no, like, why are you sick then? <laughs> no, it, it legit wasn't that. Like there was, a, we were legitimately uh, talking about taking her to the hospital. I don't know what was going on with her that night. She but just she randomly goes, got sick at the same time I was getting a deer. She goes, no she goes, I hope Kurt didn't think it was a, a sissy. And it was like there was some. I, I think she just she flew on like three different planes. In like forty eight yeah, hours, we're not we're not here on the podcast. To make excuses for your girlfriend. Dude. It is what it is. <laughs> but when when she saw that and she hasn't seen a whole lot of deer because you know dead let's, deer, let's, she lives with me. But she goes, "Holy shit, that thing's big." Let's hit Sir David with some rapid fire slash random question segment. Before, Should we? Before we get out of here, is Should that cool we? with you? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm I'm down with that for sure. What the fuck, Richard? Okay. <laughs> You've seen that <laughs> video? <laughs> That's what you should have said back to that dude. Man, fuck Richard. Yeah, throw it out there. Yeah, Richard just, sucks. Just talking about Richard pisses me off. <laughs> okay. Hoodie or vest? Vest. No, oh, Larry McCoy. <laughs> Wisconsin cheese or Iowa pork? Uh, Steve, That's a Steve question. I'm, I'm going to go with the cheese. Very, very nice. Lame. Okay, this is a would you rather. Oh boy, love love would you rather's. <laughs> would you rather not eat cheese for the rest of your life or not wear socks? <laughs> Shit, that is hard because I love socks and I love cheese. <laughs> God, what the hell is wrong with you? Let's see. <laughs> you don't like a new pair of socks, man? I'm I hate that. cheese, but yeah, I could dig a new pair of socks. Uh, I'm gonna probably go with. Shit, I'm gonna go with the the cheese here's where you messed up and i'll explain it to you i would say not wear socks because cheese is good on everything and then after like three four days your feet just get used to not wearing socks they smell no you if you yeah they smell like cheese anyway (laughs) (laughs) the hell just don't wear damn socks and you're gonna smell cheese all over all right here's here's the best question favorite pro wrestler oh my god um probably the rock the rock all right dude we have not heard the rock yet and that is awesome Who's your favorite really? actor, by the way? You haven't heard The Rock. Uh, you know, maybe we have. We usually hear you know, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, okay. Dan Perez from Whitetail Properties with the Jose Lucero reference. That was <laughs> out of left field. I could not believe that. I told my buddy who's a big wrestling fan, he's like, who said this and where are they from? I told him Florida. He goes, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> next question. What's the last song that you played? Uh, am I... On my phone? Anything. Wherever. I'm trying to think. On my way home from baseball, I think it was God's Plan by Drake. Oh, Deez. (laughs) I'm a Drake fan. Um, I like it. Your favorite band? Favorite band? Probably Red Hot Chili Peppers. Decent. Favorite outdoor magazine? Uh, 
probably bow and arrow, I think. Okay, we're going to get these favorite professional rapper. <laughs> Not SoundCloud. No plugging uh, your buddies. I'm going to say Eminem. Okay, okay. All right, all right here we'll, here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn up the heat on these, these rest of these questions. So these fire. are going to be the one answer, like, rapid fire questions. Oh, that's right. me, Steve, shut the hell up time. Yes. Okay, I got it. All right. Backstrap or jerky? Backstrap. Favorite outdoor-related show? Probably Therese. Favorite mm-hmm. podcast, hunting or non-podcast? It can be a hunting podcast or a non-hunting podcast. Uh, we're, we're working class bow hunter, obviously, but I, I'm a huge follower of it, Gary V. Do you guys follow Gary Vaynerchuk? Do not. We do not. Fo- fo- follow him. Gary Vaynerchuk, the, his audio experience is good. Yeah, we ripped him a couple episodes ago. Uh, we did? He's the guy who's, what do you do in 24 hours? Oh, that guy. I'm blue collar jackass is what I do. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, no, he's I get that. Shit. He's, he's, he's good shit. I, I like, I just like ripping popular stuff. Okay. This anyway. is one we do just to, Give you a chance to make fun of one of us. Would you rather spend hunting camp with Kurt or Steve? And I just, I did just say that in third person. Uh, I'm going to have to say Kurt. Mm. Why? Give me a point. Rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. You know, I, I, I kill deer. Yeah, you actually want to see shit getting killed. I was going to say, I, I I got the vibe that Steve doesn't kill, or it's been a while since he's killed his last deer or buck, maybe. So, just you know, bring the good vibes. <laughs> Morning or afternoon hunts? <laughs> oh shit, man! I mean, afternoon, I guess. But I'm uh-huh. a good. I... Okay, have fun hunting with Kurt. <laughs> typical... Way to go! He could have hunted with me in the afternoons and not seen shit. Typical deer or non-typical? Uh, non-typical. Hang on or ladder stands? Hang on. You just killed the buck of your dreams. You go back to hunting camp and you celebrate with what beer or you don't drink beer, you drink liquor and what if you do? We're going to sip on some uh, Maker's Mark Neat. Mm, Maker's Mark Neat with Kurt. Sounds like a lame-ass hunting camp. Sounds pretty... Kind of feeling Richard right now. We're killing non-typicals though, baby. We're killing (laughs) non-typicals. Sounds pretty doper. Don't have to get up early. Just get up. Eat some lunch, maybe take a little sip of Makers, go to the stand, non-typical, back for Makers. Steve just spit beer. (laughs) Hitting that pull of Makers, dude, slap the bottle, baby, let's get it. (laughs) Oh, shit. What is your dream hunt? Uh, I want to kill an elk with a bow, for sure. While on Johnny Walker Blue. (laughs) Favorite restaurant? Wow. Um, there's a local joint around us called Guido's. Got great Italian cuisine. Okay, okay. Um, Jim Tan Laundry. Favorite tree stand <laughs> snack? Oh, man. I mean, oh, shit. Probably, um, um, what am I, I'm thinking Chex Mix, but that is absolutely wrong. Gardetto's. Uh, no, like oh. tra- trail mix, trail mix, like the little bags of trail mix with nuts. Some friggin' M&M's and shit in there. Gives you energy. Keeps you going. There's like 80 different trail mixes anymore. If you had to pick one superhero power, you can't be, you can't fly. That's Everyone picks that. Oh, what the? F- You're going to pick that. I knew it. He's going to pick X-ray vision so he can see those big booties. <laughs> uh, man, one superpower. Maybe I can see in the dark. That's, That's great. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, you already answered fixed mechanical broadheads. 
Um, face paint, face mask, or neither? I'll paint all day. Okay. Do you do the fancy designs? No, I just do like little, like little wing, not wings, but I just, I call them wings, but I just basically do like a little swipe under each eye, kind of grade it up towards the ear, ear a little bit, give it a little flare. I hear that little Aaron Roland going on. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Date with a supermodel or 500 acres of hunting ground for a weekend. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) Hunting ground for sure. (laughs) Okay. Um, these are finished. <laughs> these are fill in the blank. So I don't know if if you're married or have a girlfriend. I, I'm I'm a single man right now. Okay, I'll skip past that one. Um, <laughs> all of my tree stands are blank. High as shit, because Dean likes to hang these things so damn high, and I hate heights. Okay, yeah, I mean, you and Kurt would have a great hunting camp together. <laughs> What's your minimum height? Like 32 and a half feet or some shit like that? <laughs> Mine? I don't know, dude. You hang some high stands. Um, dude, dur- that's how Dean is, too, man. It freaks me out. You got to get up there. You got to get up there. Big bucks have fat necks. It's hard for them to look up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't what act- the- <laughs> I don't actually believe like that's why I do it. I just think that was, <laughs> that was actually a great. That was great, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't really believe that. But, Jesus. Um, it's just you're out of, when you draw, you're out of the, you're out of the peripheral. You're out of the side plane and the wind. I, I mean, I get it. Once I'm up there, I'm good. Honestly, it's going up and down. And I fell out of a – I fell taking a standout two years ago, and I I don't know how I didn't get more hurt, but I literally fell from the top of a, a 20-foot set of sticks. Because you're a twig. You're a skinny little what? white boy, dude. You didn't even this. make an impact when you hit. What happened? What, what happened to you? <laughs> so I was – it was just this huge tree, and Dean was out of town. And we were getting pictures of this buck, like a hundred yards crossing this creek, like a hundred yards down the creek. And I'm, my hard head ass. I was just like, I gotta go, switch the stand. I gotta go move it. And so I took down the stand. I was all hooked in with my safety harness when I was taking down the stand. I brought it down, and I went to take off the top uh, ratchet off the set of sticks that we had. And like normally, I'm like bear hugging the tree with with one hand. And at this point I had my safety harness off and like, you know, using the ratchet with the other, but literally the tree was so big. I have no idea how Dean hung this thing, but the tree was so big around, you couldn't wrap your arms around it. So I was like, kind of like gripping the, you're sort of like in a balance too. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so I literally, I'm gripping the top of the ladder and I go to, and I broke the ratchet free. And as soon as I like gave it a little bit of, um, like a little bit of slack, the top of the ladder, like flung out from the tree and I just held onto it. So it like ripped the ratchet out and I bent the ladder. I literally held onto the ladder probably close until I hit the ground, but I bent the ladder literally all the, like almost 270 degrees probably oh. in the other direction and wrote it down. I think that's what helped me a little bit, but I literally crashed through like two branches hit the ground and I was like, holy shit. And you were fine? Like, I, I was, I like, I kind of landed like on my elbows and my knees at the same time. I had no idea how I turned around, but I instantly, my knee was throbbing. And, and I like, I remember just literally saying out loud, like, you're okay. Like you're okay. And I sat up against the tree and I'm like feeling my knee. Cause I'm like, my knee's going to be in pieces for sure. And it felt like, all right, but I was so, 
in shock. Like I didn't know what to do and nobody was with me. And I eventually just kind of like hobbled my way up to the truck. I laid in my truck bed for a while and damn dude. Uh, I ended up calling my sister and she came over and I'm like, Aaron, you got to come help me. Like I, she knew where I was. I'm like, you got to come help me. And I need to ride home. I, I, I felt like I was going to puke and it was just, it was insane. So that's Man. why the trip, the, the, yeah, the safety harness stuff is real. The friggin' lifeline stuff, use it. Like it just, you never think you're going to be in that situation. And it like, it happened so fast. I didn't even have time to think, you know, like right. I didn't even have time to think of like a solution to how this wasn't going to happen. Like that ratchet broke free and I was gone. Damn dude. That's the thing. Like I've hung, I hang so many stands every year and I've had some situations where I'm like balancing, hanging on and, but it's me and my dad have the talk cause we're the same way. We hang stands and we go high up and I do yeah. that one, one foot hobble, one foot around the tree and you're wrapped around a branch and you're undoing a ratchet strap or doing a ratchet strap and, I just talked to my dad. I'm like, listen, like we, our time's running out. Like we gotta, we gotta really make sure we're safe. So that's something we're trying yeah. to do better at. But it's one of those things. It's well, I'm in a hurry. I gotta throw these stands up. Like I'll just right. get them up, and it's fine. Exactly. So exactly. We're, we're trying to be better with it. But yeah, it, no, it freaks know, me fine. out. I mean, I'll, like I'll like Dean literally hung every one of our tra- or our stands this year. Literally every one of them, and. Like I'll help him once once he gets the the one stand up if we're hanging a camera set or whatever I'll help him with the camera stand once he gets it up there but like it freaks me out when when he's up there and like doing his monkey shit and you know bear claw on the tree and one arm around this branch and hanging from this one and stepping on this one not even on the ladder I'm like dude man like you just it, it was the worst feeling ever it was so it was helpless you know damn so i like, can imagine it freaks me out it freaks me out well this is to a safe 2018 season well i'll do it better well i'll make that pack yeah. to do to be safer um Amen. man what's something we didn't cover that you feel like you need to get off on on, on this episode i mean we're gonna do more man this has been great yeah no it's been it's been an absolute blast thank you guys for the time um i guess just you know guys search us out on on facebook just uh it's facebook slash brag now or just search tag and brag t-a-g-n-b-r-a-g on facebook um on instagram and snapchat it's team tag and brag and you can i mean that's easy enough to search whatever and, and the same thing on youtube as well so please get in touch with us reach out to us we respond to all of our messages we respond to all of our snapchats we'll send you crazy videos and stuff um and and watch some of our vlogs we'd we'd uh we'd appreciate the support cool and i'll link all that in the description of the podcast so everyone can check that out when this is over but thanks man i hope this is uh one of the more fun podcasts you've done and uh hope you'll come back and and do another one with us no it was this this was the the best podcast we've ever done for sure and yeah hopefully like we were talking about earlier hopefully the next one we can do in person that's yeah, yeah dude, that'd definitely. Be the sh- well, drive your ass here uh, this weekend. We're uh, <laughs> we got so hey, dude. Actually, uh, Clint, <laughs> just catch a ride with Clint Casper. He's gonna be driving that way tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, man, we really appreciate it, and uh, you guys have been awesome. Wish we would have been able to record at ATA, but our schedule just kind of got all muddied yeah. up. Uh, but and we were super hung over. Yeah, that happens a lot too. <laughs> but uh, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, make sure to check out Tag and Brag. We'll link it all in the description. Check that. Steve, you got anything to add? 
No, dude, uh, this is a great episode. I didn't think that a uh, redhead would be this entertaining, but uh, I didn't think that five years ago when I started dating my old lady. So <laughs> just saying, just saying, redheads will surprise you. <laughs> All day, baby. You got to embrace it. <laughs> the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. Just want to throw that out there because he beat you guys a couple times this year. <laughs> All right. I think I better close it out here before it gets too crazy. Guys, we love you. Go shoot your bow. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.